Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages. You have reached the First Amendment Talk Show, and I am your host, Ace TLD. It is an honor to be here. You can literally be in a million other places, but you've chosen to be here with us. So thank you. Today, we're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about all the good stuff that uh, the U.S. is kind of sort of leaving behind right now. Uh, I did bring in a special guest, very special guest of mine that goes by the name of Allison. Allison, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Trust me, the honor is all mine. Uh, the pleasure is all on this side of the table, Allison. So we I know we've spoken a little bit about um, who we are off uh, off record, but uh, would you would you mind telling these fine people a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I am a certified sexologist, author, dating and relationship coach. And what I mainly do is help professionals over 40, some often experiencing a sudden upset in their life, like disability, illness, or divorce, but some simply just experiencing some obstacle preventing them from finding that relationship. I help them overcome that to have the relationship they so desire or find the relationship that they so desire. do you want to hear a little bit about my history? Of course, of course, Allison. <laughs> it's a little bit of a story here. Um, I know you and I have spoke before about how the dating world has changed. Well, I was married for 20 years. So I had experienced the dating world years ago, and I agree it was very different in the past, you know, where people did meet each other that, you know, at parties or through friends, and they actually gave each other an opportunity, right, to get get to know each other before you just went on to the next person. So I then had a, a skiing accident about eight years ago. And it led to an incurable condition and I was actually in a wheelchair. That then led to the end of my 20 year marriage. And I found my entire life, you've heard this before, people's lives get overturned. I found myself, you know, kind of in a situation where it's like, okay, what am I gonna do here? I have two choices. I have, I have two beautiful daughters, by the way. I had a choice to kind of throw in the towel and just kind of give in, frankly, um, or fight. And I chose to fight and I chose to look at my entire life at the time. And I not only fought my way into remission, but I also decided that I needed to do more with my life. Um, I had a very successful business that I was quite happy in before, but I felt I needed to more, I needed to do more to help people. And that's when I decided to actually really, you know, go with my passion of relationships, which I'd had my entire life. I even went to school for psychology and I went back to school to study relationships and I became a relationship coach. And that's what I've been doing ever since with absolutely no regrets. I love it. Um, having gone on the dating scene myself years ago, I it just solidified the need to really help people through that journey. 
I myself had to take a step back through that process and, and, you know, really analyze what was going on and really figure out how to, how to get through that the best way possible, which I did. And I interviewed tons of people. I got help myself and, and I really figured out how to make that journey fun and successful at the same time. Oh, that's awesome. I I love it. Big round of applause, ladies and gentlemen, for Allison. I love it. Love it. So this is why I love it so much, Allison. So, um, well, let me ask you this first before, before I go, go into the, um, the, the reason why I love that so much. Um, so you basically empower, um, couples and and maybe not only couples. So you're basically like the human Cupid, right? You bring couples together. (laughs) I love that. Actually, I'm going to put that on my business card. I love that. Yes. You should. Allison, human Cupid. It sounds good. It has a really good ring to it as well. Um, But that's pretty much what you do, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this is, this is the reason. And I just wanted to clarify because I didn't want to sound dumb. You know, if if I went off um, into a rant that wasn't even true, but if that is true, you are basically, um, anti most of the feminist groups out here because what the feminist groups out here try to do is they try to empower women but at this but without knowing that they overpower them so whenever you overpower women that have been hurt especially afflicted by men or whatever the case may be um they become in their mind not in reality but in their mind they become stronger than men and more valuable than men right so what you basically do is 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 bring people together within their own specific traits and skill set, right? So they can work together? Yes. Well, I, I like to think that men and women are equal. And I try to, I also try to really study male and female energy, right? And the importance of that. And the also why there's an issue in today's age with that, because women are becoming more powerful, right? And the only way that a male and female can attract is to have that opposite male and opposite female energy going. And what's happening nowadays is you're getting a lot of male to male energy. And so I often tell my female clients who are often very powerful professional women, like who are having trouble meeting people, is that it's not that they need, they always go, do I need to dumb it down? I'm like, absolutely not. Do you need to dumb it down in any way? But you need to bring out that female energy in order to attract that male. That male needs to feel like he has a place in your life, right? And it's subconscious even, like on the date, it could be subconscious where he feels like there's no attraction because he feels like, what place do I have here? I have no place. So it, it's not that the male, the female can no longer be this powerful female and the male, it's just that they have to kind of reestablish like that energy and that connection together. The female has to learn to soften a little bit, right? And the male kind of has to also accept the, the, you know, can't be too old fashioned there at the same time. So there's, there's a way to find a common ground where we can reconnect again, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, most definitely it does. Um, see, see, Allison, I think that the uh, the main issue out here, and I don't know if you would agree if that's the same thing out there where you're at right now, but at least out here and um, specifically in, in some states like California, New York, um, and I'm not saying all females in these states, but what I've seen a lot from my experience is that a lot of the females, even when they go out on dates, if they, you know, accept the date, because that, even that's hard to do right now, um, 
I think there's a lot of paranoia and maybe a lot of empowerment. So a lot of the a lot of females out here, they um, they pretty much automatically by default go into defense mode. And yeah, I know there's a lot of creeps out there who are men. You know, there is. That's that's the truth. Um, but I think it, it, they take that in a general point of view. Um, I don't know if you've heard there's been cases on and, and through Craigslist, through a lot of different uh, Facebook killers, which usually are men. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why they're in defense mode. But it's yeah. kind of like a trickle effect, right? Because now we're in a position where we're not nobody's even dateable anymore because of those few incidents. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so would you say that you take those people who have been afflicted and kind of work with them to to pretty much find what the definition of love, of love is again? A hundred percent. I actually call it limiting beliefs. And pretty much every client I've ever had has those coming in. And what happens is, you know, through the dating process, right? It, the, the dating pool is so massive that you meet so many people. And the problem is, is you do become a little negative over time. And you, once you start to meet a certain type of person, it just kind of Murphy's Law has it. You just kind of tend to meet the same person. And until you break that cycle and figure out what's stopping you from meeting the right person, it tends to keep happening. And as you get more and more negative, right, it just stops you even further from meeting that person. And unfortunately, yes, you, you, you I mean, you have women on there who are also not great, but you also have some men out there. And then that just builds that belief that there's no good men, men suck, like that, that just kind of happens, right? And it's not that men are that way. It's just that that's what they're experiencing online. And unfortunately, it doesn't help when you hear from men saying it's a numbers game and they're just kind of, you know, randomly texting every woman saying hey or you know what I mean like it's just which I always tell my my male clients please spend the time to craft something to write something like just to show that you care that you're taking some effort into this dating thing so all of these things just kind of compound and give them an overall impression of men on the dating sites which I really try to break down with them that absolutely isn't true so when I work with my clients, we really dive deep into who they are and what limiting beliefs they do hold because there are, I've tried to, you know, show them there are tons of great men out there. We dive into those limiting beliefs, we break them down, we figure out based on who they are, who is the right person for them. So what kind of relationship traits do they truly need to be happy? when they really know that because most people don't take the time to do that they just know generally i want someone who's funny i want someone who's attractive i want someone who's intelligent well those are just general characteristics i'm talking what you really need in a relationship and when you do that and you tailor your profile the right way to actually repel people who aren't right for you and draw in the people who are right for you just like you would do in business in terms of niching that's when all of a sudden you don't see quite as much riffraff coming in and that goes for men and women and you start seeing better quality people coming your way and i've seen it happen every single time all my clients have said like all of a sudden there's new people that they never would have imagined coming their way so 
long explanation, but that that's really what it's all about. But yeah. if you don't get help in some way, and I'm not saying it has to be me, or but if you don't get sub, take a step back every once in a while, it, it really can foster resentment. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I definitely agree.、Um, I think the people out here where、uh, where I'm at, whether it's female or male, they just want everything on、uh, falling on their lap. You know, I've、yeah. seen a lot of profiles whether because I I I pretty much I am the type of person that if I read something, I'm not a hundred percent about it, even if it was even if it's the most powerful book in the world, which they say it's the Bible, right?、Um, I always question everything and I always test everything. I don't doubt. Everything I just question it, which is a little bit different than doubt. You know,、um, I've always told people that even if you're super religious and and you can still question something without having to doubt it, and this way you might get into a, a different conclusion that you never that you never really even thought of believing in. You know what I mean? Yeah.、Um, so a lot of the folks out here, I guess there's a、um, a lot of a lot of people get overwhelmed with social media. I think out here. Um, I think social media could be a good thing. Obviously, you know, we we meet awesome people, whether it's on Facebook or 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 Instagram or whatever the case may be. But、um, I think this is another reason, out here at least, why females feel like they don't have to choose anybody because you you know they get overwhelmed with all these messages and stuff. And and I do feel for them. You know, I'm not a female; I'm actually a male. But so I don't get all these messages.、Um, sadly, you know, I get like one or two or one and a half a week. But、um, but you know, women out here they get overwhelmed with all this stuff.、Mm-hmm. Um, would you say, however, would you say that that's false、uh, confidence because of all the you know messages that one? Let's say, for example, one guy sends you a message, and then another guy does, and and another guy does. Let's say, let's assume, let's just say for argument's sake, you're single, and you get all these messages from all these guys. But these each one of these guys they're sending a hundred girls messages. So that's basically. Not even a realistic、uh, compliment, is it? No, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I still get messages, and I'm not even on the dating site. Like, I on all kinds of different sites, I get messages、um, that I didn't invite, right?、Um, but I don't think there should be that huge confidence because just because guys are messaging you, you're you're right. They. And women do this too, so I don't want to just single out men. But typically, it has been more men than women. But they do、um, tend to text about a hundred women and then see, okay, I'll get a date. Like odds are, if I text a hundred women, I'll, you know, ten will respond, or possibly, right? So, but the thing is, is that I think when women、um, are actually taking the time to date, they realize that even if all those men are texting them, the, out of those ones that are texting, there's going to be only a handful that might actually have the qualities that they actually want. So just because men are texting you doesn't mean they're good quality men that actually are suitable for you. So I certainly. That wouldn't give me a lot of confidence that oh I can go out there any time and just meet that guy any time I want because it's certainly not that easy without doing some of the work involved. Right, I hear you. I know.、Um, so circling back to what you were saying before,、um, I've I've known、um, because of because of that because of you know social media and and the 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 availability of let's say if we're talking in a, in a female. Um, 
point of view, the the availability of men that are out there messaging me. Let's say I was a female, you know, and they're messaging me. Um, I, I want to say that we've almost become um, disposable. You know, relationships have become something that we we may be may get into, but we can easily just. Uh, I don't know if you've if you've heard this word, but ghost. We ghost people, right? Yeah. Oh, we, yes. we just we, we're not even we don't even out here at least in the u.s we don't even have the dignity or the honor to say you know what this isn't working out um you're not for me for whatever you know case it may be um you know we just stop talking to people and i don't know like what do you think about that allison well i i really obviously i dislike ghosting um but unfortunately there's you have no control over that other person you only have control over your own reaction, right? I mean, the date, that's the problem. The dating pool is so massive. You are going to get that. But what I try to do with my clients is, you know, let them know that that person can't really be rejecting you. They don't know you well enough to actually reject you. Like reject is such a strong word. Like, cause people use that all the time with ghosting. Like they rejected me, like they ghosted me, but it's rejection. Rejection is very strong. They ghosted you, but usually it's because that person doesn't have the guts to face you, right? And you don't know what's going on in their life. They could have already been talking to somebody else. Like you're not in an exclusive relationship usually at that time. They could be talking to someone else and it just went further than your relationship. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. They could have decided, which I've seen with lots of people, they could have decided to stop dating for a while because there's something going on with their life. You you have no idea what's going on with that person. So you have to try and it's not, I know it's not easy. Trust me. I know it's not easy, but you have to try to think of your dating journey is just like kind of like my name path to love you're walking along the path and yes there's going to be you know different stones and rocks and maybe big boulders in your way but eventually there's going to be that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow but you got to navigate through that journey and you got to try to have as much fun as possible along the way and every time you have one of these you realize that it's taught you something like okay well that clearly wasn't the right person but now I'm getting like one step closer to knowing what I want in the right person so that's that's kind of the approach you have to take you really can't control ghosting sometimes there's there's no sign of it like everything would be going great and all of a sudden boom but I would really recommend to anybody listening you know it's always better to be honest like I was when I was dating I was terrified to tell guys that I didn't want to go on a second date but I was like I have to I can't be that person and when I did I was shocked that the guys were like thank you thank you so much I so appreciate that you just told me so that I'm not texting you for the next week feeling like an idiot with no response so you know just what do you have to lose? Like, you don't have to see the person again. Just send them a little message and say, hey, I don't think we're suited for each other, um, but thank you very much. And that's it. That's not that hard. Just please, if you're out there and you're listening, please do that. It's just common courtesy. Yes, it is, Allison. I love that. Actually, I love that you said that because I've actually, um, in my past, uh, you know, I've dated in my past before and um, I've actually thanked and had a, a whole, a whole, 
a whole bag of respect for girls who uh who told me that they didn't want to be with me you know mm-hmm. um when in the contrary the other ones are like you know they i you know you you, talk, you argue with yourself sometimes and you start calling people names in your head um i'm pretty sure everyone's done that but yes. you know you get mad right you get angry at 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 the situation and you're like how can so and so and this and such and such do this to me blah 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 and this and that when you know it could have easily been um taken down the current the current of negativity could have easily been taken down with a courtesy uh a courtesy goodbye i guess you could say um absolutely and you know you don't know if you you might just form a friendship i actually have a couple friends still i think it's like six years later that we didn't work out dating but we became friends and we could actually talk about experiences from a male female perspective so you just never know like 20 percent of people that you meet will not like you no matter what you do no matter what you look like no matter what it's just there's just kind of some kind of energy they just won't like you there's nothing you can do about it so sometimes people just don't connect that's why we have to try to not take things so personally and if we can try to do that sometimes friendships are formed so you never know it's just just be yourself and that's the best way to attract the right person right i hear you i hear a hundred percent i agree with you a hundred percent so through your experience, uh, Dr. Allison, love, I mean, what, uh, when it comes to, to males and females, because I know out here, so I ask you these things because out here, um, they're kind of a problem, you know, out here where I'm living. And I, I, I can't really help people because um, it seems like sometimes they don't want to help themselves. I think for the most part, it could be pride. I'm guessing, I'm hoping, uh, because if it's anything other than it's, it's me- probably mental, you know, not stable minds, but if it is pride um how do we how do we take those 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 uh, shields down well vulnerability right um vulnerability is very hard right and then that happens everywhere where you know especially if you've been hurt a couple times or i don't know some people it is their second relationship major relationship so it's hard it's hard to let that wall down and we've been hurt by other factors so I mean, in terms of, I mean, it's very hard for you to do for someone else, right? That That is very difficult to do. That's one piece of advice I would say is it's very difficult to change somebody. You really have to focus on yourself and then finding the best match for you based on that, right? But in terms of, you know, that pride in, do you want if you were actually dating someone who was like that or just in general the culture is that what you're Um, looking for or well i ask mainly because um i see patterns you know whenever i see red flags i bring them up and that's one of the biggest red flags we have out here when it comes to couples um it's just women maybe they've been hurt maybe they've been taught by feminist groups maybe both maybe other things to to not take anything from anybody but I've, I've realized that when you're in a relationship especially back in the 90s you have to meet halfway you know yes. so yes. that's another thing i wanted to bring up in a lot of these dating profiles even if it's out of state out of country um they're looking for prince charming in places where you will not find prince charming and it's kind of scary to think about because these are women who are beautiful women um they have talent 
but I think in their mind they believe that they they and a lot of times I'm not gonna lie they do put on profiles or whether it's social media or dating sites that um, they won't settle for less and you ask yourself what is less and I don't think even they know what less is um, so it's kind of a kind of a, a scary thought if you're a, f- a female or a male thinking that way where you know what you deserve and and in reality we don't know we don't really fall we don't plan on falling in love right we just meet a person and we we fall in love mm-hmm. so what would you say about that like what would you say about the whole expecting expecting um a lot more than you should rather than hoping for the best yeah i mean that's that's a tricky one because i i do work with people to to work with requirements but but hear me out this isn't like this isn't like a checklist of uh, he must have this this and this what this is is working on who you are right like most people don't know themselves and you'd be surprised how little you know about you like i do a lot of personality assessments we dive deep into their past they get very vulnerable and based on that it's not a trait so much in the person it's a trait in the relationship so when i say requirements i'm talking traits in the relationship not traits in the person and so when it comes to the relationship when they're looking for someone we we have some requirements that they need in the relationship so to speak so perhaps they do need someone um, who is a little more on the adventurous side right um, but or maybe it's somebody who that's not as important to them as somebody who is in you know friends and family is really important to them right we're talking that so we're not talking a checklist that must be six foot two must be um, make two hundred thousand dollars a year we're not talking about that we're talking about traits in the relationship and why this is so important is because those particular variables if they conflict can that's usually what causes breakdown in a relationship when people don't discuss these things they don't realize that their values are conflicting right and often your future visions conflict when this stuff isn't discussed or you don't realize this about yourself that's when two people really just don't connect so what i usually do with people is so there isn't this like i need this and it's it's just simply we work on them and when they write their profile they don't really need to say i need this and i'm not settling we just simply write the story of them and also the pictures tell the story of them and when the profile is written that way the right person will see that almost immediately from the pictures and go that's so me and then the right people just automatically just start coming in so it's not a it's not a oh this person has all these 12 things it's just so I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, most certainly it does. It does. Um, and thank you. Thank you for, for explaining that. I, I, I've seen that um, out here, and I, I'm glad you brought that whole, you know, you have to be 6'2 and get a million dollars a day, right, uh, for me, in order for me to date you. But uh, that, that's what I wanted to bring up. So a lot of women out here, um, 
they they not not all of them but a lot of them that i've noticed they do go for you know taller men and the taller the better um they do go for uh i guess you know straight out of hollywood men guys that look like brad pitt or you know uh a young george clooney um and usually they they they've asked uh you know a lot of the people that have talked to me about the dating sites they've asked them for their income um and i noticed that that's mainly just women out here in the us um i've put it to the test and i've actually made profiles before because i put everything to the test and i've noticed that you know women from the philippines women from colombia women from um tanzania they don't tend to ask people for those things you know um what do you think the big problem here in the us is when it comes to materials and maybe a physical uh a physical uh physically perfect body so let me ask you this you don't think that the men are asking those questions of the women as well like you don't think men are expecting the women to look incredibly beautiful on the opposite end of the spectrum as well and are never asking about income yeah of course because we certainly see that here on those sites that both exist where typically like they're probably almost equal or sometimes now the men want to know the salary of the women and the women want to know the salary of the men and those who are really the looks are a number one you know of number one importance the the men are looking at that and the women are looking at that so it's i there's always people who to me who are it's going to balance out there's always people who are going to look at that first and foremost and i i don't think there's anything you can to be honest those people are going to realize over time that they're not going to get what they really need out of that like sure they might be able to find a a great guy who's who's tall but i'm saying if that's all they're ever looking at is outside appearance and money we call that the like marketing trap um if that's all they're ever looking at then they might find themselves years to come quite unhappy that's what i mean about not knowing who you are and what you really actually need right money and looks don't buy happiness whereas if they actually took the time to figure out what type of man they really need and then thought okay that's a bonus if he i like height it's a bonus if he's taller a bonus if he has money but that's that's not the number one most important thing right but it goes the same way for i'm sure a lot of men and women right so that's but but reality is it's going to be very hard to change a lot of those factors and people until they actually experience it themselves and realize oh something's wrong here something's not working for me i'm not very happy with this equation right right i hear yet so here here's what i wanted to ask you next so um you know stemming out from from that that there and thank you again for for explaining um the way you did but stemming from that i've noticed that um and and let me know also if if uh you've noticed something different um from your point of view cuz obviously i'm a guy you're a girl you're, you 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 your profession is in this my profession is in you know something different than this but um would you would you agree or disagree that both men and women specifically let's say for argument's sake um or time's sake specifically in dating sites do you believe that men's preferences or the reason why they're in these dating sites are different than women's I think that you're going to find everything 
on the dating site. And if you look for it, you'll find it. Um, because I definitely hear that's the number one limiting belief of all the women who come to me is that there's no good men out there. They all just want to hook up and none of them want anything serious. I've, I've heard something, I've heard the same thing from men even, um, or that all women want is a rich man. Like <laughs> I've heard that too, but I happen to know from a ton of people and I belong to a lot of networks who are actually looking for decent people. And, and it's not like they're looking for ugly people, but it's not their number one concern. They're not looking for a 10 and they're not looking for someone who's extremely rich. They just want someone who's self-sufficient. So I think that because it's massive, like with those dating sites are now massive. You are always going to find those people and those people stand out because those are the brave people who are messaging you, right? Those are the brave people who are messaging all the women. And even some of the women like are probably messaging you. So that's the impression, unfortunately, that's left with people. And that's what makes people bitter. Whereas, you know, unfortunately, we need to drag out those shy ones there. We need to kind of encourage those ones to come out of the woodwork and show themselves. But that's why I always tell my clients, okay, if you want to, let's go online and we'll write you a really great profile. But I want to limit your time there, like no more than half an hour a day and one dating site at a time, because it really can drain your energy. I like to work with the client once we really know so much about them. I like to craft a really detailed plan based on who they are with alternate ways that they could meet people that, you know, are suitable for them so that it's not all reliant on dating apps because that can like i said it, it definitely i've seen it work over and over again but it, it can it can be draining I, I like to you know in person is always easiest so if we can find some ways to connect with people in person that's that's the best right now i hear you i actually encourage uh the whole uh person to person um me and one of my co-hosts actually we've created a couple of episodes i don't know if uh if you've heard them but they're uh dating scene evolution so the dating scene has evolved right back in the yeah. 90s when i was growing up um it was just a look i would look at a girl she looked back giggle little things right little things giggle and then i'd wave she'd wave that's it that's it we we, we got something going right um yeah. but now it's become so difficult to actually see if someone is genuine right um, would you say that 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 we owe that to um, the uh, the amount of social media platforms that we can go into and pretty much just ghost people if we don't want to talk to them anymore? I think a lot of that has to do with social media in general. I think people are unsure how to communicate anymore. <laughs> people are right. so used to looking at their phones that they're not sure how to look up and actually connect with people anymore. Honestly, like I look around and everybody's walking with their head down on their phone. If they're sitting, you know, in an airport lounge or wherever they're on their phones, I've even seen couples out on dates and they're both on their phones. You know, you see teenagers and they're side by side and they're texting each other side by side. Right. <laughs> like there, there is a problem with communication and, and that's it. We've lost 
that ability to understand like that like you said what are the signs that that person is interested like basically sign language like those subtle little acts like i've seen this time and time again where my clients are like i don't know when a girl is interested and and vice versa and to me it's so obvious like when i hear what the girl was doing um i'm like uh she was totally flirting with you she was into you and they're like what she was I'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> and and vice versa I'm like the guy oh he's definitely interested in you like so we don't understand the signals anymore and so i i tell people when the second you go out the door you keep your head up and you smile and at the very least you have made somebody's day by smiling at them because we don't smile at people anymore right like we don't smile- and that's how you connect with people when you're at the coffee shop like if if there's somebody beside you and they look interesting just just say hey oh you know what's that cafe mocha have you had that before like just start up an innocent conversation so the person's married you just you're just friendly with someone it's not a big deal but you got to learn to start to connect with people again and we've lost that right nobody does that anymore because we think they're going to think we're crazy if we do that but what do you really yeah. have to lose? What do you really have to lose? You're just connecting again, which we really need to do. Yeah, yes, I do. I do agree. Definitely agree. Would you say uh Allison, would you say that it's um <clears throat> it's kind of draining though to keep trying to take things uh, you know, to what it to what things were before where you would just walk out your home and wave at a stranger and they wave they 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 would wave back? Um, and now, you know, a lot of people, like a lot of people that I know, um, they've talked to me about, you know, they, they, there's this pretty girl, right, that works at Taco Bell or whatever the case may be. And I try to talk to her and I try to wave at her, but it's kind of like, you know, she gave me the cold shoulder. And I've had a lot of girls do the same thing, you know, like I dress up and I, I put my makeup on so he can notice me. But every time I say hi, you know, he, he, he says hi, but then he goes and talks to somebody else. You know what I mean? Um, and it, it's crazy because um, the word introvert. So, so this word wasn't even a thing. Um, me growing up, I didn't, I didn't know it existed, right? Um, yeah. I didn't even know anxiety existed, and I'm pretty sure it did. But it kind of blew out of proportion when the 2000s came through. Um, mm-hmm. And I noticed, you know, things like anxiety, things like, you know, the word introvert, things like, um, you know, things that kind of sort of not equal to antisocial but it kind of can relate to it mm-hmm. um they just blew out of proportion and mm-hmm. would you say it has a lot to do with the fact that we're living in a virtual world rather than in a real world because i know people are afraid to talk to other people nowadays and it's, it's crazy because i can talk to anyone you know and maybe because i grew up in the 90s and i know that if you like me that's awesome if you don't that's cool too you know yeah. um but it we've gotten to a point where we want to present ourselves so properly um to the point where people pretty much put us on a pedestal right especially in social media that we we can't live with the truth and who we really are you know and yeah. um would you say that that has a lot to do with this virtual world that we live in oh no absolutely we've and i mean covid didn't help i don't know what it was like where you were but we were locked down for two and a half years so it's um people really <laughs> got used to doing things over zoom or not at all or on the phone or 
just completely isolated. So uh, people came out of that really unsure how to communicate with people. And you're right, there was a lot of anxiety about how to get out there and connect with people again. I didn't realize how bad it was until when people were reaching out to me, it was a lot of it was actually around communication. I didn't think that was going to be the number one request, but it was, how do I talk to her? How do I talk to him? I don't know what to say. So that, you know, and I don't think it wasn't quite as prevalent before COVID. So, but there are ways to do it subtly. Like you don't have to just walk up to someone and just say hi or smile or wave. I mean, the best thing to do is just to take part in stuff where you're just surrounded by other people. So it's, it's, you're not kind of forced into this awkward situation where you can kind of practice, right? Or like I said, the coffee shop scenario, you're just kind of beside the person and you're not trying to pick them up. You're simply commenting on a drink, right? So it, it, the best thing to do is just subtly, you know, subtle gestures or go, go small at the beginning. But I also tell women, you know, just because a guy didn't come up to you doesn't mean he's not interested. And I can tell you from years ago before I got into this that I would have assumed that. And it's and from coaching men, I now know that's absolutely not true. I, I think probably 60% of the men, and I've done big webinars, and they've all said the same thing. They often are terrified to come up to women that they really like. So there's a missed opportunity. They'll often leave a situation without talking to the woman. And the woman assumes he's not interested. So and then I've asked these men, okay, so how would you feel if the woman actually made some kind of first move? What would you think of her? Because women are always terrified. If I go up to him, he's going to think I'm this, he's going to think I'm that, he's not going to be interested. And they've, and the men have said, oh my gosh, I would love that. So I try to encourage women, and if I presume there's women out there listening, eventually will be listening, try to open the door a little bit, you know, try to give a clear signal that you are open to a discussion or you're open to him coming up because you can't assume that this guy, that all guys are just able to just come up to you. So we both have to really, you know, help each other out and be proactive in meeting each other and, and just start small. Like I said, baby steps, baby steps, just be in the same area as others that maybe have a similar interest in some kind of activity. Go to a fair, go to a festival, go to some kind of meetup, go, I don't know, join a business networking group, um, ask your friends and family. You know, there's just so many different ways to meet people. Right, I hear you, that's awesome. Um, yeah, you know, it would, uh, I have had that a, a few times, Allison, believe it or not, uh, women come up to me and ask me, you know, um, if I wanted a drink or, you know, something of that sort. And it felt nice. Um, sometimes men do get tired of doing a lot of work for nothing, especially out here. You know, I know a lot of men really don't have to do any work and they get a lot, but it all depends on the man and the situation, I guess you could say. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, like in our prior episodes, uh, my co-host and I would talk about how, you know, the options of, of what men, of men, that don't really have self-confidence can you know the options that they may have because if you really think about it i, I don't know if um you've ever been out here but but out here at least um in the u.s if you have a man that doesn't have self doesn't have self-confidence he doesn't have a lot of money right 
still works but doesn't have a lot of money maybe under six feet tall um it's not the same as a female counterpart that would have those traits as a matter of fact uh, most men like shorter women um most men like um to provide for their women so they don't need them to make too much money or any and um self-confidence they see men a lot of men see that as uh either a challenge or something that they can help their lady with right um so i think um when it comes to men who are at the same level at least out here they lose a lot faster and a lot more than women would who would be in their level right um so like for men men like that who who are pretty much um pretty much can't date would would you have any advice for those men who are looking for other options rather than you know like dating sites or anything like that um absolutely i mean i, I do i do think that that is a li- little bit of a limiting belief like i absolutely think there are people out there for everybody and i think that there are going to be the same number of men who are going to like the women like that and the same number of women who aren't going to like the men like that in some regards but i think it's not it's not easy for either right i hear men women complain about this too that the men all want good looking women and you know i hear the same thing back and forth but for men but i but i get it i get it it's hard um for those men i i mean i really really believe in authenticity like don't try to all of a sudden be somebody you're not like really let your true colors shine like be who you are because there really is going to be a woman out there who really appreciates that but confidence is huge like you said confidence but not arrogance let's make that clear but confidence confidence is so attractive i think we've all seen that like you know when there's just somebody enters a room and it's just all of a sudden they just appear so beautiful whether it's a man or a woman like they just 10 times more beautiful when they when they have this air of confidence about them so if that person can work on themselves and just try to be proud of who they are and own who they are there is absolutely someone who's going to want that like i have seen people form in all different types of relationships that you'd be amazed at so it it's a matter then of like i said before i really believe in niching down like if you know i don't know if you are familiar with that term if you're an entrepreneur in business but you know niching down is everything right if you try to compete out there like for instance I'm a coach. If I just go out there saying I'm a coach, well, there's tons of coaches out there. It's going to be very hard to build a business just being a coach. You have to specialize and it's the same thing with your dating profile. So that man has to really discover what is unique selling proposition. And based on that, if he tailors his profile to that, that is going to appeal to certain women and it's not going to appeal to others, but that's okay. It's going to draw in those certain women that are right for him. And then he's going to discover, okay, maybe I like martial arts or maybe I I don't know, maybe I've always wanted to do photography. So he goes to photography classes and he finds, "Oh my gosh, I really had a connection with that 
one lady. So it's just a matter of really figuring out everything about you, things you never would have imagined, things you always wanted to do, and then connecting with others who are also perhaps have similar interests or similar values or a, a vision for the future. That, that's what I would recommend. Awesome. That's beautiful. So when it comes to love, Alyssa, when it comes to, let's say, um, love, whether it's in dating sites or outside, you know, trying to meet a significant other, when it comes to uh, an idea centered in love, companionship, right? Um, someone who's going to love you, someone who you're going to love regardless of um, each other's flaws. Would you say that um, interests such as hobbies, uh, you know, martial arts, photography, being a foodie, being a dog mom, whatever the case may be, and the other person doesn't agree with that, do you think um, Do you think that would be that would still be a healthy relationship in the long run? Yes. No, I, I think you can definitely have different interests. I think I think when values conflict, that's the problem, your your underlying values, right? If one person's underlying value is friends uh, friends and family and the other person is not, right? That that can cause big problems. Um, but interest certainly you know, one person could have some interest in art and, you know, maybe, like I said, photography and the other person could have, maybe it's sports. And so that person goes off and does one thing, the other person does that thing, but they come together or maybe they come together sometimes to do one thing and sometimes to do the other. But as long as there's also respect for each other's interests, then that's great. Where interests come in handy, like I mentioned, is in finding somebody. So that's where when you start to think about your interests and perhaps the interests of the person you'd like to meet, I think that's where it's it's great in terms of actually meeting your partner. But if you end up connecting with someone of, you know, has some similar values, at least they don't conflict, but your interests are different sometimes you know what that opens up a whole new world of possibilities that maybe you never would have imagined um like i know my mother is probably the i hope she's not listening to this but she's probably the adventurous <laughs> person under the sun she was a scaredy cat and then she met my stepdad and he had her climbing mountains and like he's had her do all kinds of stuff i never would have imagined my mother would do so if they had gone purely on interest, they never would have got together. But now they've been together for like, I don't know, 35 years. So it's it, you don't have to have exactly. That would probably be a little bit boring, actually, if you had all the same interests. I think uh, that's the power of love, though, Ellison, bringing people together despite their differences. I've actually, I'm not going to lie, I've actually had a couple of those in my past where we were complete uh, opposites. But, you know, we loved each other. And that brings me to this other, uh, to this next question. So I've actually had a wise man back when I was a kid bring this up to me. And he said, he told me there's three types of love when it comes to relationships. And tell me if you agree or disagree with me or if you've ever even heard this. But he said, there is, I love you for, I love you because, and I love you despite of. Have you ever heard that before? No. No. So basically what it is, is I love him because, or, or let's, let's start with the other one. I love him despite of his flaws, which is a lot. It could be a lot, could be a little. So you yeah. love this person despite of all his flaws, right? Mm -hmm. um, I love this person um, 
because he brings me flowers. I love this person because he's, he, you know, remembers my birthday. I love this person because this, this, and that. And I love him for, I love him for, um, for his money. I love him for his cars. I love him for his, you know, his body. I love him for his face. So that, that, that has a lot to do with how we kind of sort of dissect love out here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you're, you are right. I mean, it, it does, uh, the, our, our differences, um, really don't matter when it comes to love um when it comes to love it, it's it, it all comes together right so that's something that i've always said but um we do have can a little bit comment? more can i make a comment on that sure a quick comment what i think is really important about the differences is understanding them like i do like i said i do some personality assessments and i have a couple ones that are really short that are fun and but tell so much so what I like to do is have the couple each do that assessment and you learn so much about each other and what's so important about that is that then you can learn to compromise because what happens like I don't you're probably familiar with I think you even brought it up earlier but the love languages what happens most often is we treat people the way we want to be treated instead of treating them the way they want to be treated. And we have to learn the way that person wants to be treated and treat them that way, but learn at least meet in the middle. We need to learn to compromise. We need to understand what that person's needs are. They need to understand what our needs are and we need to meet in the middle. And that's why it's so important to understand those differences and, and understand each other's needs. And we don't often do that. We only work in what our needs are. Right. I hear you. We got to invest, right? We got to invest in our, uh, in our garden or we, I mean, I guess that's a bad example, but I usually use that example, the garden, you know, like a gardener, if he wants his garden to grow beautifully, he's out there 24 yeah. seven. If he doesn't, yeah. then it's going to die. Yeah, I call it nurturing. You got to nurture the relationship. Yes, ma'am. So, Allison, we don't have a lot of time left here on the show. Unfortunately, it, uh, it's been a pleasure, but the floor is all yours, Allison. If you want to talk about uh, anything that you got going on, any projects, your business, or anything you um, anything you want these nice folks to know about. Well, sure. Uh, so, I do offer one-to-one coaching. And like I said, I help singles or couples. And often, you know, I've certainly been through dealing with a disability and the impact on a relationship and the impact on finding love. So also, if that is your particular issue, please reach out to me. I would love to offer your members a all a free discovery session to figure out what has been holding them back from finding that great relationship. Um, I'm also starting a group coaching program um, for people, really the 12 key steps from start to finish to find that lasting, loving relationship. So if anybody's interested, please reach out to me. And my website, and I think you're going to put it up there, right, is PATH, so it's P-A-T-H number two love.com. So people can uh, look me up there. 
Awesome. Big round of applause for Allison. Encore. Encore. Yeah, we're, uh, my next project is probably going to be a cloning machine for all you folks out there that want your own personal Allison at home for your coaching needs. Yes, yes, of course. All jokes, all fun and games until you need Allison, right? So, ladies and gentlemen, for all you folks out there who want to reach out, want to comment, want feedback, want answers, disagree or agree with something, we're on eight different um, platforms. We're on eight different talk show podcast platforms. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox. Um, we're also on Radio Public, Google Podcasts. We're on Amazon Music, Pocket Casts. We're, we also have a little baby YouTube channel. If you want to check that out, we have four videos. And you can reach us, send us a nice message or a me message, whatever the case may be, to our Google account, No Limit Minds with a Z. Again, No Limit Minds with a Z at google.com. Don't forget Facebook. We're also there. First Amendment Talk Show at Facebook, or you can reach my personal account. Um, I am one of your hosts here in the First Amendment Talk Show. You can reach me at ACOD at Facebook. Allison, it has been nothing less than a pleasure to have you here. I'm really, really hoping, I'm praying that you know you come back and talk to us again because we need this this love that we've forgotten. Um, like I told you earlier, we throw it around like a dirty rag. Actually, this was a before COVID. After COVID, we don't even we don't even know the rags around anymore, right? Um, so we need we need a lot more of your of your experience, a lot more of your of your teachings. Uh, we need to learn what or rem, or rem, you, we need you to remind us. I guess you, we can say what love is. So hopefully we can have you back. It's been a it's been an honor, Allison. Oh, it's the pleasure is all mine, and I would be happy to come back anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you, Allison, and for you all, fo- all you folks out there, always remember what I say: love and respect will take you a long way, and I promise you, you will have a good day. So stay safe out there, stay cool, or stay warm wherever you are in this world, and God bless. <laughs>